Hey everybody, welcome back to Noggin Notes. My name is Jake Wiskirchen and I'm your host, just like every time. On this episode, I interview Christina De Los Angeles. She's a marriage and family therapist associate in California. She lives in Stockton and uh, she's incredible. She also has a podcast and that's why I wanted her on because she had me on her podcast and I wanted to reciprocate the favor and bring her on here, talk about her motivations and her inspirations, how she got into the field. And uh, we, we do a little bit of an inspiring conversation for the listening audience, which I think you're going to enjoy about pushing through fear and having courage and trying new things and growing and all sorts of stuff. I think it's really good. I find her to be a dynamo. I think she's probably got potential that she doesn't yet realize, and I'm excited to interview people like that who are up and coming in our profession. As always, the show is brought to you by Zephyr Wellness. It's a company that I co-own in Reno and Sparks, Nevada. My co-owner, Lindsay Bell, has been doing amazing things behind the scenes for uh, a lot of years, but specifically in the last couple of months, we are growing We're expanding our Sparks office. It's very cool. Check out ZephyrWellness.org to find out more. And we are also sponsored by Audible. If you haven't heard of Audible, you get a chance to try it for free. If you go to audibletrial.com slash nogginnotes, you'll get to download a free audiobook. You get 30 days free to explore and poke around and get more audiobooks and explore their unmatched selection of content. It's an Amazon company. Amazon's got a large reach. They get lots of really cool... Uh, not just audio books, but uh, a different audio content in the form of comedy and entertainment and news and so forth. So check out audibletrial.com slash noggin notes. You'll be supporting us and you'll be getting yourself some free good content to listen to whenever and wherever you like to listen in your car or on your jogging or during your workout or while you're mowing the lawn. Audiobooks are great. I love them. Uh, audibletrial.com slash noggin notes. Support them, support us, and uh, cancel at any time inside the 30 days, and you still get to cre- keep your uh, keep your audio that book that you downloaded. One last thing I want to mention, and I'm going to start doing this with some regularity on the podcast, is uh, we got some feedback from uh, a couple of folks, and they said that they would really like to have some more resources. So here you go. If you believe that you're struggling and you want to kind of check yourself Go to Walk the Talk America's website. It's WTTA.org. And the first thing that will pop up is a, is a free confidential mental health screening. You just answer some questions. and It will give you some feedback in the form of a, a number that will fall on a scale. And it will tell you about approximately where you are. And if the number is, is fairly high or it's higher than you'd like it to be, uh, there's an opportunity to go seek some professional help if you'd like. And the way you do that, obviously, you can contact Zephyr if you're in the the, the range of where we operate here in northern Nevada, ZephyrWellness.org. Or if you're not and you're listening nationally or or, uh, or elsewhere, uh, go to psychologytoday.com and you can search for therapists in your zip code and they'll all pop up based on what types of uh, checkboxes you, you select to you know steer your search results. If you're international, if you're in the in Europe, uh, specifically in the UK, you can go to sane.org.uk uh, or mind.org.uk. So uh, those those two will also lead you to some resources. And obviously, if you're if you're really on edge and you just need somebody to talk to, and you're in the middle of a crisis, call the uh, Crisis Talk Center. It's eight hundred two seven three T A L K. That's eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. So there's some resources, um, but I highly recommend starting with the mental health screening at Walk the Talk America. It's free, it's confidential, it disappears as soon as you close the the window, the browser window, um, and only you know the answer 
that was provided for you. So without further delay, here is my interview with Christina De Los Angeles. It's episode number 103. Can't believe we're in over 100 episodes. Enjoy. So today we're talking with Christina De Los Angeles. Hello, Christina. Hi. <laughs> Christina is a, uh, are you, wait, you're an MFT or LPC? Intern. MFT, associate, uh-huh, marriage and family therapist. Yeah, MFT. Okay, so you're a marriage and family therapist associate. They don't call them interns in the state of California, but that's right. where you are. <laughs> and for those who are unfamiliar, uh, I live in Nevada. And in Nevada, we call our um, our understudies, if you will, we call them interns. Uh, so it's it's a very weird name, and I wish we would change that in statute because it gets confusing because it sounds like you're still in school and maybe you don't really know what you're doing. But but it is a license, <laughs> and in and in California, they call them associates. So you're licensed associate, marriage and family therapist. Um, talk a little bit about yourself, where you live, uh, the dynamics of you know where you went to school and how you got to where you are. Yeah, so. Um, I live in California, and yes, California is we're just we're just extra sometimes. <laughs> so extra, so much extra. <laughs> and um, I I live was born and raised in Northern um, California, so I'm here in Stockton. I went to school um, in Sacramento and did both my undergraduate studies in uh, psychology, and then also um, attended the University of San Francisco. Uh, which I was, I really lucked out, and that was in Sacramento. They have a branch there, and I um, was able to get my master's in counseling psychology uh, through the MFT, which is the Marriage and Family Therapy Program um, there. So that I graduated in 2018, and um, part of my journey was, uh, you know, how I wanted to become a therapist. That's something that I've, I think I. I had that kind of um, that realization that I want to counsel and be in this field from a fairly young age. Um, I had a really great uh, school psych or school counselor in middle school during a really difficult transition in my life, and that made um, that that made a huge impact on my life in a positive way. And from then then on, like I was just really interested um, in becoming and what you know what I could do to help someone in that way, the way that that person had helped me. That's really so, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's it's kind of it. Yours is kind of an unusual story because a lot of people in our field don't know early on that they want to be in the helping professions. Uh, usually it's something that happens later in life where they have, and your that part of your story is actually pretty similar is that, uh, you'll have a positive experience with somebody who is in the, in the counseling field. And then you're like, Oh, I think I'd like to do that too. But it's usually not in childhood. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was really fortunate. And you know, some people have that experience of, they've had a negative experience, you know, in, right. yeah, in totally. counseling. And then, you know, I was really fortunate that this, um, this person held space for me really in a, in a great way. And then, you know, of course it was, um, you know, family dynamics. Um, I come from um, a divorced, you know, two divorced parents and um, those things as well just made me really just added to my, um, kind of desire to learn more about these relationships and these dynamics and, you know, what can we do to make it better? And so, um, so yeah, it was, it was a mixture of all these kind of life 
events. And then fast forward to, you know, graduate school. And I was kind of just in the sea of, of studying and deciding, okay, what, what do I want to do from here? And in graduate school, I was talking to you about this before. It was kind of this very, you do this or you do that, you know, private practice or community-based mental health. And um, it was through my experience with, you know, just listening to all the different instructors that I had and their life experience, you know, as a therapist, as an instructor, as a human being, that I was really um, inspired to learn more about what people are doing in the profession um, and in the field of mental health, because I felt like there was more than just this either or like, Mm -hmm. for instance, you, you're doing a bunch of amazing things. And um, that was something that drew me to, you know, creating the therapy things podcast and uh, reaching out to you because I just wanted to learn more about, you know, what is it that we're doing in the field of mental health? Because there is so much and yeah. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. I, I thank you for segueing because I was going to go into that too. A, a big part of why you're on this show now is because you invited me onto your show, and we like to do reciprocity. And um, I, th- I I think it. I want to hear what you've learned through the course of doing your podcast, and I want to make sure that we're very clear about what yours is called. It's called the Ther- Therapy Things Radio, and mm-hmm. you largely gear it toward uh, other mental health professionals. And and that's not to say that lay people can't learn from that. I think actually one of the best things that we can offer to the, the, the common crowd who's not in our field is that if you go sit in on a conversation among therapists, particularly like a supervision session, and you shadow uh, somebody in counseling, you can learn a great deal, not only about yourself, but about the profession as well. So if you're listening to this show and you're not in our profession, you're just a, you're a client or you're, you're just having, you have a passive curiosity or whatever, I would highly invite you to listen to Christina's show because it's, it's just a different flavor. And uh, I think you'll, you'll learn a lot, but I want to hear what you've learned because you're, you're still pretty fledgling to the field, but you don't carry yourself that way. You and I have talked a few times and and I've constantly been impressed about how you conceptualize things, how you um, approach uh, the various concepts, and and you you have a maturity to you that that I think belies your um, years of experience, at least in the field. So talk talk to me about that and how that's helping to grow you. Thank you so much for that. Um, well, I, it kind of goes back to to grad school and I've always been someone who just really I love I love learning <laughs> like I do yeah, actually amen. love school yeah. <laughs> I love school and I thought I thought you know when I graduated I, I had this realization like you're, you're not in school anymore but I like refused to stop learning I was like no I'll forever be a student <laughs> mm-hmm. good. Um, good for you and yeah and um and so in graduate school I, I you know I listened to a lot of podcasts. I listened to my instructors and yeah, I was really, you know, I soaked up the, the material, I guess you would say like around, um, you know, what they were teaching in psychology, but I really soaked up their stories too. And that's what really inspired me, um, to do the podcast because I had listened to other podcasts and I listened to a ton of variety of, 
of podcasts now and even in grad school. And the reason I did that is, yeah, I had a commute, so I had time to listen. <laughs> Thank you for um, the honesty. <laughs> you're not you're not just zealously <laughs> digesting new information. You you had time to kill. Right. Yeah. And I thought, well, let me use this time somewhat, you know, wisely. And so I listened to a wide variety and the reason why I did that and why I was drawn towards it is because there's something about people's story. And I felt like, yeah, I had instructors at school, but I had like this kind of team of mentors in my, you know, in my car, in my ear, um, that were really encouraging that, uh, you know, inspired me in, in a variety of ways, you know, whether that was personal development or, you know, spiritual podcasts I was listening to, or, you know, those types of things. And I thought, um, this could be really, I think, helpful. And it's something, you know, it's one of those things where you create what you need. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, what if I did a podcast, you know, that highlighted all of the stories of therapists, um, people in the mental health profession, and not just the work that they did, but their story and uh, their very human experience and uh, their journey to where they are now. Um, because I think that that's something that sometimes gets, you know, missed when we're in class, you know, is, is the story of the person and how they got there. Um, and it helps to, I think, for us to not feel so alone, too, because graduate school could be um, intense. And I mean, school in general and life in general can just be intense. And to know that there's, you know, people out there doing amazing stuff and have also, um gone through very uh, similar human experiences can be really helpful. I think it normalizes it, right? So, I, I mean, I can remember my first semester in grad school, which was not for therapy, but for um, education. And I panicked and I, and, and I, I wanted to quit. Uh, I wanted to go back to food service and just, um, you know, take it easy and, you know, take the easy way out and uh, not apply myself because it was overwhelming learning how to write in a certain citation style, like, you know, AP, APA style or whatever, and then having all the demands of papers and readings. And it is intense. And, and I reached out to a couple of friends and a couple of family members who had gone through school uh, for various disciplines from, a, you know, law to, um, you know, other, uh, whatever, uh, topics. And, and, um, and every single one of them unanimously said, we all went through it. We all want to quit. Um, and, and after the first semester, it gets better. And then after the second semester, you're good. And, uh, and, and I believed it and I just trusted and I, I plowed through it and I've always, you know, I've always been a hard worker. I've always been, been very smart, but for some reason this was different. And, um, and so you're right, building that collegial community of, of affirmation that says, you know, we've been through this, we've done it. You can too, is very, very important. I mean, it's community is everything when you're trying to, to get through a tough spot. And I think really, truly that's what counseling does, right? We try to normalize the experience, say, yeah, you're not the first time, you're not the first person I've dealt with who's struggling with this way. And then the, the client relaxes a little bit and breathes a sigh of relief. He goes, Oh, thank goodness. I thought I was unique. And, um, and we go, no, you're not <laughs> actually. And, and I think that what you're doing, what, what we're doing with this podcast and what, what other people, podcasters are doing, especially with our field is we're, we're breaking through the stigma by normalizing the conversation. I really appreciate that. That's really cool. Yeah, no, and and you know what, I can definitely appreciate, I mean, part of that, I know I skipped to like, oh, and then I made the podcast, but 
it was like an idea and I kind of, um, you know, I was excited about, it. I was like, Oh, maybe I could really do this. And of course, like, thank God for YouTube. Um, right. <laughs> like I, I did a lot of that and I did a lot of listening and I really, uh, something, something, I don't know. It was something just told me to go ahead and, and do it, but it wasn't like, Oh, I just did it. In fact, um, like how you were just saying, it's, it's important for us to have like that, to build that community and kind of have that affirmation around us because I think whenever we're doing or stepping into something new or unfamiliar or, you know, going after something that we um, really want, whether that's a goal, um, there's, for me, for sure, there was some doubt. And the closer that I got to doing it, that doubt kind of got a little bit louder. And so I had to intentionally like, um, you know, surround myself with people with messages, you know, even if the people um, maybe weren't there, which I was really fortunate. And I've heard, um, you know, graduate school and cohorts, you know, can sometimes have their own, um, you know, little dramas and stuff. But I had a really supportive and just like almost like family cohort. And I brought I was scared to even bring up the idea at first of I, you know, would like to do a podcast or this is what I'm going to do. Um, but when I put it out there, um, the right people came to support me in that. And it was kind of holding me accountable as well. Yeah, um, no, now you scary. spoke it into existence and it's real. You can't run away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, but it was it was scary. And even um, I think I even shared a little bit about this on the post that. Um, I did a, the episode with you and I was thinking, oh, wow, the more that I read um, about, you know, this person and the work that he's done. And I at one moment thought to myself, you know, I had that, who am I kind of moment? Who am I to, to talk to this person? And I've had those moments before where, you know, you get really eager to do something and then you're in it and then you think, what am I doing? Who right. am I? Am I, you know, should I even be here? I don't feel like I belong here type of feeling and um but I mean at the same time I I did it and I did it scared <laughs> I did it a little nervous and I definitely don't regret it in fact it's when I push past that feeling of fear or you know not even past it I just drug it along kind of with me mm-hmm. uh, that I was able to you know get to the places that you know I know that I truly belong I think what you're describing there is uh, something that people refer to as imposter syndrome. And I don't necessarily like the phrase, but uh, it's it's the idea that wherever you are, you, you think you don't belong based on whatever your perceived merits are in comparison to other people's perceived merits. And and it's interesting because whenever you experience that, I've experienced that. I've sitting on you know boards and commissions and coalitions and committees and all this stuff that you know I look around and I'm like, what am I doing sharing the table with these people? And uh and yet there I am, and there you were, you know, doing the podcast with the with the, all the people and the things. And so the results are self-evident. It's like it, no longer do you have to ask, what are you doing there? Because it doesn't matter. You're there. And I think that's an interesting reminder to say, well, wherever you are in life, if, you, if you're questioning why you are where you are and um, comparing yourself and maybe losing a little steam or enthusiasm or, or even self-confidence – don't because <laughs> you're doing it. Uh, just, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Uh, and eventually you'll, you know, you'll find your way to, uh, Sydney, I guess. No, <laughs> uh, lost in finding Nemo there. 
but uh, t- talk a little bit about the fear, though, because we, you and I, before we came on and started recording, we were discussing the idea of transitions, and I think that's something that's really relevant to a lot of the listening audience. About everybody has transitions in life, and some of those transitions are very challenging. Some of them are very easy. Some of them we choose. Some of them are chosen for us. And fear is a big component of any change uh, because you're you're invariably letting go of that which you know, which is very uh, comfortable and familiar and predictable, and stepping into something that's unknown. And maybe doesn't come with a lot of guarantees. So, talk to talk a little bit about the transitions you've made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of life um, different transitions. But I, and you know, that's that's a word that I've come across, and I've you know, when I'm in that comfortable maybe position of something's you know in a stage of life where things are kind of familiar right you've been in that stage for a while and it's comfortable and everything and I was thinking about this even the word transition or you hear the word you know becoming more aligned and those sound so so good until the transition looks like you know a a loss of a job or the transition looks you know like the loss of a relationship or just a a big life transition that you didn't plan for. Or even the um, ones you do plan, like having children. Yeah. Yeah. And, or having children. Yeah. yeah. Um, all of those things that sometimes we feel like, um, that we, or that we don't have control over, um, those can be really scary. And I think that's where, you know, like you said, the fear of the unknown comes in. So, um, I've had definitely a few of those that I had, um, you know, I had a, a, my eldest daughter, she's 11. I had her young. I had her at 18. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a huge transition. That was scary. You know, I even looked back right. at myself at that time and, uh, you know, that was, that was a scary place to be. Um, and I wanna, I to, if you don't uh, mind, Christina, I want to pause real quick and point out that the idea that if your parent, if you're a parent and you're listening to this, it's absolutely okay to be scared about the things that you're supposed to be happy about. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like having children like, yeah. uh, or getting the new job or the promotion, or, I, you know, it's like, or, or moving into a new home and then I'll, or moving into a home for the first time. If you've never bought a home and you've only known rentals and, and the landlord takes care of everything and all of a sudden the, the, the gravity hits you, you're like, wow, I'm responsible for a lot of stuff now. <laughs> like it's completely okay to be terrified at the thing that society says you should be happy for. So uh, it, it, yes. if you're hearing this and you're like, oh, yeah, thank you. That's me. That's, that was for you. Uh, but go, go on. Please talk about your, <laughs> your fears. No, absolutely. I think that that's a great point because, yeah, I think, um, you know, and that's, that's something that I talk to clients about a lot is, oh, it's okay to hold both of those things. You know, it's okay to hold absolutely. this feeling and this feeling. Absolutely. And then when I was kind of hit with it and some of the things that you just mentioned are actually the things that I've recently experienced, you know, buying a home and that's something I, you know, you plan for and it's, oh, it's, you know, something that's kind of like the big goal. And I found myself, you know, with just, you know, a bunch of emotions. It was fear. It was um, excitement. It was anxiety provoking at times. It was just a lot, you know? Um, and at the, you know, and it's beautiful, (laughs) um, buying a home at, you know, I, I don't regret it. And so it was same thing, um, you know, with the transition to, from, um, one job to the next, I think just even what you said is there's like this, um, 
sometimes we have to grieve, you know, what ended. And then we're also holding the excitement of something new. And I think sometimes where we can get stuck is if we don't see that, um, that's something new and, um, we kind of lose hope for that. You know, I think that's where we can sometimes get stuck. Uh, but I've been really fortunate to, again, be surrounded or put myself in places like even in, in your presence, you know, hearing, hearing from you and, um, just being inspired by you. Um, I've been fortunate to, to have people like that, also kind of um, speak into my situations or just, you know, shed some light. And I think that's really helpful when we feel like we're in a lo- alone or going through a transition that no one's gone through, which is really highly unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, pr- I appreciate you saying that I am somehow influencing your life because you and I still have never met face to face. So it's, it's re- always bizarre to me when people say stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's a huge compliment. Um, but thank you. And, and it means a lot to, to the point about transitions and fear and how it's easy just to slide back into what, you know, uh, I would encourage people. I've, I've said this before. I'm maybe not on this podcast, but elsewhere that uh, if you talk to anybody who studies development, any developmental theorist, um, you know, they, t- they talk about how and why things, things grow, whether it's biological, you know, like a seed growing into a plant or whether it's uh, religious or spiritual or psychological or emotional development, whatever you're developing through, in order to grow, you have to go through a period of what's called disequilibrium. And disequilibrium is not equilibrium. Equilibrium is everything's very balanced and stable and steady and predictable. And disequilibrium is is out of that. So it's being pushed out of your comfort zone. That is how you grow. You can't grow if you stay in, in equilibrium. If you're just balanced all the time and nothing's moving or changing, growth isn't occurring. So, you know, the, similarly, the, the seed is, is cool as a seed. It's not going to do anything. But if you put it in dirt and add some water, uh, it's going to pop out of the shell and then it's got to push up through the dirt and then it's got to grow some, some buds and then it's got to bear some fruit and so forth. Those are all periods of disequilibrium. Uh, that, that eventually create growth. And in a, in a human being, if you're not uncomfortable, you're, you're not growing. So mm-hmm. in those periods of transition, when you experience the fear, you experience the doubt, um, just know that that's probably a period in which you're about to grow or you're currently growing. You just can't see the result yet. So keep pushing through it and you'll find yourself in a better place on the other side, typically. Absolutely. Yes. What's... <laughs> and that's something that I've had to constantly be reminded of, you know, through transitions, you know, I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it, that's exactly it. It's being reminded that this is preparing you for something, right? If it's, if you're changing, um, if you're uncomfortable, it's an opportunity. It's like perfect soil for growth. Um, and it's, it's building some, some muscle somewhere that you're going to need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. What's uh, what's your journey been like through this process of being as an associate or an intern, uh, you know, somebody who's not yet licensed independently, what we have, this is, I'm explaining this for the listening audience. Um, we have, uh, people like uh, called supervisors and our supervisors are basically like, a. if you think of a resident doctor, they're practicing under another doctor's license, but they're a full doctor, they're licensed, they've, they've graduated medical school. We're in the same boat. So as an intern or associate, we're practicing under somebody else's license for all intent and purpose. And, um, and so we attend supervision on a weekly or twice weekly basis and we get feedback from our supervisors and, and we staff our cases and that kind of thing. 
talk to me a little bit about what your experience has been through this process, because I know that you are going through tremendous growth, probably above and beyond most of your peer colleagues, simply because you're doing the podcast and because you're doing the podcast, you're, you're putting yourself in touch with more professionals, obviously. And then you're, um, there, you're receiving your feedback. And I know that your, your analysis of self, uh, probably outpaces most people in your similar, uh, age group demographic, you know, fledgling stage of your career. Um, and I guess what I'm wondering is as your supervisor is coaching you through this process and you're growing faster, maybe than some of your peer colleagues or what, whatever the supervisor may have ex- experienced, how's that relationship been? Like, are you finding yourself being challenged more or, um, being held back a little bit? Or are you having to be told to, you know, p- pump the brakes or, like, uh, what, yeah. what is that like? Um, yeah. So I, um, well, to kind of give an idea of what my, you know, supervision or who, what that looks like too, is um, right now I have one supervisor and I've uh, had the supervisor throughout um, the very last year of my graduate um, school. And then cool. actually also, uh, actually, let me start over with that because I've had more than one supervisor. Um, my most recent job that I had left was um, with community-based agency. And so I had a supervisor there, and then I've had a supervisor throughout, you know, the last year of my graduate um, studies. And, yeah, I received, like, a lot of good feedback from them. I, and I think that's one thing that, you know, if you are someone listening and you're in actually, you know, whatever profession um, – I really have learned that it's really up to you. It's up to, you know, it's up to me um, to go find that supervisor. And that relationship is really important, especially in our field. You know, that is having like a great, a good supervisor, um, someone who's going to be, you know, honest with you, who's going to give you um, good feedback and who's going to, you know, train you really well. And that's something that I had learned that um, I wanted that, you know, I didn't want someone just to like, sign my papers and, you know, just get the hours, Um, Mm -hmm. even though that, that anxiety, that definitely, um, that feeling can come up. I know at the end of my, um, studies when I graduated, I kind of had this like anxiety about, Oh, I need to hurry up and get my hours. And, um, but what I learned along that process is it wasn't really about getting to that, you know, destination the fastest. It was about getting the quality, um, experience like that's what I really had craved and um, so I through the podcast I guess that would be one way that you know I'm kind of getting that I'm kind of surrounding myself with mentors and um, and kind of leaning in on um, their expertise because I'm you know I'm not the I'm an expert I know you said that mm-hmm. <laughs> the expert but not the expert right so um, so yeah and and I've had to really have honest conversations with myself too of, okay, you know, um, where can I, where can I kind of lean in more? Where can I, you know, be better? And I think it's really important to have a a supervisor who again, kind of creates that safe space for you to be able to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And I've been really fortunate to have that. And I have had, um, other professionals who are, you know, or instructors who are, who I got mixed messages in, in graduate school of, even um, as far as the podcast, you know, hey, you know, maybe pump your brakes. You need to do A, B, and C before you even, uh, you know, 
put yourself out there. I got feedback that you shouldn't put yourself out there, that as a therapist, you need to be kind of like this invisible person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Go go, go ahead and perpetuate the stigma that, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so there was a lot of mixed messages and, and I can definitely understand that, um, you know, that I have a lot to learn and it's kind of balancing that, you know, uh, be quiet and listen. Right, right. <laughs> With share this, you know, if you know something, you know, sharing it. So I thought that, oh, the podcast would be great because I'm not sharing my, you know, my <laughs> um, <laughs> expert, expertise. I'm sharing other people's expertise. So I got to do a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, the, the interesting implied uh, statement there is that we would somehow know when we are good enough to share. Right? Like right. there's some there's some right. there's some checkpoint that you're gonna hit where you go oh well I, now I've arrived and I can turn around and start sharing. It's like well no because as soon as you're out of school and licensed that is the point. <laughs> like uh, people are literally hiring you with their hard earned money to give them feedback. So if you're not confident then I don't I don't know when you'll be. Uh, so yeah. why not, why not have a podcast? Why not share that stuff? I, I I say repeatedly, it doesn't do any good locked up in my head. I mean, I'm gonna spit that out into the world. So um, I'm not gonna wait for some arbitrary time designation to you know then assert myself in, into life. So I just I just grabbed it and ran, much to the chagrin of some of the same types of people you mentioned. Where like, wow, well, you shouldn't be doing that yet. I'm like, well, <laughs> says you, I guess, because your own insecurities say that, um, which is interesting but uh i i think it if you're listening to this and you're and you're seeking some inspiration um and you're you're held back by self-doubt because you got some voices in your head from some people who are maybe in positions of authority throughout your life who said you're not good enough um i would say that you have plenty to offer the world and the the evidence for that is anytime you have a conversation if you're offering an opinion on something that's all a podcast is it's just some person sitting behind a microphone offering opinions on things and you don't need any sort of specialty training for that it just so happens that we do happen to have specialty training in what we're discussing and then it's an ongoing growth procession right so all all the way through the rest of our lives we should be continuing to grow and develop and yeah there's going to be points in time where you turn around go oh man i wish i hadn't made the mistake i did six years ago because you know i know better now well you didn't know then so be easy on yourself and uh, if it's if it's six years later, offer something else. Um, so if you're listening and you want to you want to strike out and try something new, do something scary, uh, do it. At bare minimum, you're going to grow. And you know who cares what other people think if they're not growing and they're just throwing rocks at you, saying, "Oh, stop it!" <laughs> That's a them issue, not a you <laughs> issue. Um, talk to me. Talk to me about where where people can find you because you have a practice and um, and I want I want to you know give shouts to if people are listening in the the greater Stockton area. Um, I want to give you a pop. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, yes, I'm practicing at Life Practice Counseling in Stockton. So there's three locations. Um, this is a nonprofit agency, but it's um, private practice model. So there's one, or, I'm sorry, two in Sacramento, one in Stockton. And I, of course, um, make the big commute to Stockton. <laughs> Just kidding. Mm-hmm. No, more, no more commuting. Um, and also on um, social media, so Instagram, um, you can just look up, look up Christina De Los Angeles um, or Christina underscore DLA. 
I also have the podcast that's on SoundCloud and iTunes, and that's Therapy Things Radio. And um, also a blog on, um, also called Therapy Things. And it's uh, therapythings.wordpress.com. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you just Google therapy things in Christina de Los Angeles, you will find everything you need to know about her. And she and, and the blog is very good. Actually, I was, I was just scrolling through this. I looked at it probably a few weeks ago whenever we first started talking. And this is the first time oh, I've yeah. seen it since then. And <laughs> you got some good content, kid. Like, this is really good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I said this on your podcast. I'm proud of you for doing this stuff because I think it takes a lot of courage and courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is, is like acknowledging the fear and then choosing to do something anyway. And you, we've already talked enough about the fear. Um, but about the courage, I think, I think if you're, again, if you're listening and you're like, man, I could never do that. I'd say, no, actually you can. Um, and I, and I invite you to do it, whatever it may be, whether it's promoting or training or going and doing a blog or opening your own business or whatever it is, do it, like do it, (laughs) like put yourself out there and, and know that, you know, if you put yourself out there enough repeatedly and you rise to some level of fame and popularity, people are going to throw rocks and it's not about you. It's about them seeing the thing in you that they don't want to see in themselves. And instead of elevating themselves, they're trying to tear you down. I mean, that's, that's bullying one Oh one. So don't worry too much about that. You're like, Oh, what are people going to say if I screw it up? Well, that's not about you. It's about them. So just keep doing whatever you're doing. Um, yeah. And actually to, just to piggyback off of what you just said, um, that it's not about you. And I think if you have something that you really want to do and it's a kind of this burning passion is again, it's not about you. And yeah, it's something that you want to do, but this is something that I'm discovering myself and something that helps me kind of push forward is it's not just about me. It's about who's getting this message. Yeah. Uh, like I, I'm so thankful that people like you um, share and, you know, push past the, any type of fear that you might have um, because you're serving and you're inspiring a lot of people. So, yeah. I hope so. Um, you know, at the end of the my life or whatever, I mean, I, I hope to accomplish a couple of things. One is that we talk about mental health the same way we talk about physical health. We don't with the same ease and the same uh, comfort level. And the other thing is that we, we therapize ourselves out of jobs. Like if, if I'm, mm-hmm. if, if everybody's happy and healthy and I have to go swing a hammer for a living to install drywall to make my mortgage, then I'm going to be thrilled to do it because everybody around me is going to be healthy. And I think that's like, that's blissful. If we could ever get to that point, then I don't care about whether or not I get credit or I get paid or, you know, whatever. None of this stuff's proprietary. And that's why, that's why I think it's so cool that we as, you know, podcast people uh, can, can have each other on. And I would, I would do that in my own community too. It's just that we're all super busy and um, it's hard to pin people down here because we're all working and I appreciate you taking the time, but um, there's enough hurt to go around, you know? And so, the more we can spread this message by inviting each other in, the better off we are. We don't we don't need to be like peeing in each other's corners of the sandbox to mark our territory. It just doesn't make any sense. People are people are literally dying, and we can't be selfish about what we provide to the world. So, um, mm-hmm. thank you for joining me um, on this Friday morning, and uh, I appreciate your time. It means a lot. One more time, Christina. Oh, it's at De Los Angeles therapy at no what is it on instagram 
I thought you were. Oh, Chris. I'm oh, sorry. I was like, huh? Sorry, I'm just um, making stuff up. Listening Christina... audience, ignore, ignore, ignore. <laughs> I need to get a better, um, I don't know, whatever you would call it for the Instagram, but it's at Christina underscore DLA because my last name is just too long. Too long. Yeah. It's like Wiscursion. <laughs> like, who does that? Mine's, at least yours is pronounceable. Mine's not even pronounceable. By the way, listening audience, if you're talking about courage and doing doing strange things that people might mock you for, uh, we just experienced that with that little f- fumble of the, you know, what what her Instagram handle is, and you, we just laughed it off, right? Because like, who cares? <laughs> and in doing so, and, and it's not we're not being glib about this, but in so doing, hopefully the invitation is as you, the listener, will go, oh, maybe I can do that somewhere else in my life where it's just not a big deal that I I kind of just tripped over something, you make fun of yourself, move on. And then it's not a big deal. And you don't have to walk around in shame and guilt going, I screwed up the podcast. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And and I think with that, too, is um, as we're talking about, and I know we're wrapping up and talking about courage, though, is to definitely point out that, um, you know, how important it is to be supportive of other people, too, and allow them to make mistakes. Um, one of the reasons why I say that is because you, as, you know, someone who's been doing this, you really made it easier for me to come to you too and hold that as like a, a really safe space. Uh, you were someone who is um, open and like, I wasn't sure, you know, how approachable you would be. And you were very approachable, open, uh, genuine, and just very transparent. And that's something we need to. Um, so, you know, create and give what you need. So if you're someone who is, um, you know, feeling like, oh, I could use some more courage, support someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you become what you practice. So if you're practicing supporting other people, you'll be you'll you'll end up supporting yourself. I think that's great. Thank you again for the compliment. Um, it's hard to big league somebody when you're giving away your stuff for free. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been giving away my stuff for free longer. I'm not going to talk to that girl. <laughs> this lady in, lady in Stockton wants to talk to me. No, she's she's beneath me. <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> Who thinks like that? Um, uh, that's hilarious. Well, uh, I appreciate everybody listening along. Thanks, Christina, for for joining. Um, thanks for all the the big compliments. It's always awkward to uh, hear that level of compliment from somebody you've never met, and um, but I accept it. I receive it. Thank you. It's something I worked on personally. There's a little peek into my life. I didn't always accept compliments very well because I was super insecure. Um, but I'm learning, and all you do do is say thank you. So thank you. Well, for all of us uh, at the uh, Noggin Notes uh, team and within the Zephyr Wellness family, we thank you for listening and we wish you great mental wellness. Christina, have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you.